Shalom to all. Today's office, Yom Mustafa Ayin. Hey, we are starting the third line, the first word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah Basar, Yaakov, Maisha, Her Nishom, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Mars Rivka, Basar, Meir, Zev, Her Nishom, Shadav, and Aliyah. Now, we spent a considerable part of the previous daft discussing Truma and when someone who is Tomei is permitted to start eating again. We used three Psukim. Pasuk number one said, Ishesh Mizara Aaron, so we know that we're talking about a Kain, Bakachim Lo Yaichal. Another Pasuk said, Uba Shemesh Vitahir. A third Pasuk said, Ad Melaisi Tahara. So the Gemara asked, What do we have to have three Three psukim all talking about truma for. I think my answer is three. We need all three psukim. Dime adasher yitar because if we only had the pasuk that said adasher yitar until he becomes tahar loy havi yadanimai, I wouldn't know what the pasuk is referring to that he has to become tahar in order to be able to eat truma. Does that mean he has to go to the mikvah? Does that mean he has to wait for harashemesh? Does it mean he has to first bring his karbanos? Because rachmano baashemesh v'tahar. That's why the pasuk says baashemesh v'tahar, teaching us that he has to wait till harav shemesh. Because rachmano baashemesh, if the pasuk only said baashemesh, hanimili I would think to la bar kapara. That's only talking about a person that doesn't have to bring a karban. Kapara, but if he has to bring a carbon, I might think that he's not allowed to eat truma until he brings his carbon. That's why the Pesach says, which is referring to a woman that had a baby, she's allowed to start eating truma after she finishes her count of days, even before she brings a carbon. And because if the Pesach only said, I would think that she'd be allowed to eat truma even without going to the mikvah. That's why the Pesach says, telling us that she still has to go to the mikvah first. The Gemara asks, What about according to the Tana, which argues with the this first pasuk that we're talking about, Ish Ish Mizara Aaron, is talking about a Zav that had three Reis and he has to bring a carbon. And it's talking about a Mitzrayim Mukhlat that also has to bring a carbon. And Vahai Adashur Yitar, this pasuk that says Adashur Yitar, Adamaisi Kapara, it's talking that he's not allowed to eat until he brings his Kapara, until he brings his Karbanas. So Trey Kray Bakachim Lamali, what do we have to have two Psukim to talk about Kachim? Pasuk number one says, Bakachim Lo Yaichal Adashur Yitar. Pasuk number two says, Both teach that if a carbon needs to be brought, kachim is also to be eaten until it's brought. What do we need both of these psukim for? Tzricha, we have to have both, says the Gemara. If we only had the Pasuk by Eledes, by a woman that gave birth, and that's the Pasuk of V'chipra I would say the reason why she has to bring her karbanas is that's because her tumma lasts for a very long time, either 40 days or 80 days, depending if she had a boy or a girl. Aval Bazav, when we're dealing with the Zav, I might say that he wouldn't have to bring his karbanas in order to be able to eat kachim, because his tumma only lasts for seven days. And because Bazav, if the Pasuk was only written by Zav, I might have thought that the reason why he has to bring his karbanis and the only then is allowed to eat kachim is because the klal, the rule, the halacha of Zav does not have any heter. There's never a situation where he's in his state of Zav, but he's permitted. Avol Yuledes, when we're talking about a Yuledes, there is hotem There's a certain stage after a woman has a baby, even if she has blood coming from her, she's not Tameh. That's called hotem Usually when blood comes from her, she's Tameh. However, Yuledes, a certain amount of time after she has a baby, blood that comes from her is not Tameh. So Emaloi, I might say that we're more makele with her and they Therefore, she's allowed to eat kachim even before she brings her karbonus. So, that's what we have to have, both psukim. The Gmarketi is asking, when the Pasuk says, What do I need that for? We already have a Pasuk that says, So, what do we need another Pasuk for? So, Rabbi Zeir, he answers, That teaches us that the person is not to even touch truma until the evening. Titanium Evabraisa. Vitame, the Pasuk tells us, You might think that he's Tame for everything. That's why it says, Telling us he is tar to some extent. If we only had the word Vitare, You might think that he's tar for everything. But it still says Tame. He's in this stage where he's partially tame, partially tar. Okay, that how do we understand the seeming stira? Kala ma'aser, kala truma. One's talking about a heter for ma'aser, the other's talking about an iser for truma. The gemara asks for ipachano. Maybe I'll switch it around. We answer mustab. It's logical to say kihechel chamira, achila de truma, achila de ma'aser. Just like when it comes to eating truma, we're more machmer than when it comes to eating ma'aser. Hachinami chamira negia de truma, negia de ma'aser. So too, when it comes to touching truma, we're more machmer than when it comes to touching ma'aser. Be by same. Alternatively, we could say negia de truma mehachinafka. We learn the iser of touching truma until the evening. From here, the pasuk tells us. 
that's a warning not to eat it. Maybe that's talking about not touching it. That's why the Pesach says, We compare Kaidash to Mikdash. Just like if a person comes into the base of Mikdash when they're Tameh, they're Chayiv Kares. So too, if a person eats Kaidash while Tameh, they're going to be Chayiv Kares. Now, when it comes to touching Kaidash or Truman, there is no Tales of Shama, meaning a person is not going to be Chayiv Misa for doing that. So it must be that the Pesach is talking about eating. And and the reason why the Pesach mentions it in the Lashon of touching it, this is what the Pesach is saying, that touching is just like eating it. Meaning, whoever's usher to eat Truma, they're usher to touch it as well. The Mishnah taught us Psu Adaka that if she was married to a Kayan and afterwards he became a Psu Adaka, as long as he is not bile her, then she's still allowed to eat Truma. But the moment he's bile her, she becomes Pusle and is not allowed to eat Truma. The Gemara says, Who's a Tana that holds that if she's waiting for Bia Psula Da'iraisa, she's allowed to eat Truma? Remember, a person who's a Psu Adaka, Midairaisa is not allowed to marry into the Kahal, which means Midairaisa, this Kahn who's a Psu Adaka, is not allowed to be Bile her. This woman is now called She's waiting for Bia which is Dairaisa. But the Tana of her Mishnah clearly holds she's still allowed to eat Truma. Who's that Tana? Amr Abelazar, he says, Machlekes Shinui of Rabelazar Reb Shimonhi. This is the Machlekes we already had on Daphne and Vav, and it's both Rabelazar and Reb Shimon. Rabbi Yechonon, Rabbi Yechonon says, I feel Tamar Abmeir. You could even say that Abmeir would agree over here that she would be allowed to continue eating Truma. Shani Hacha, the reason why this case is different, Shekvar Achla, is because she already had started eating Truma. When she got married to him, she was allowed to eat Truma, so she's allowed to continue eating Truma, even though now she's not allowed to continue living with him. Now, for Abelazar, the reason why he wouldn't agree to that Svar is Shekvar Achla, We don't say the Svar of she was already eating Truma. The Eloi Temahachi, if you're not going to say that, Abasisholah was married to a Kain, and the Kain died, and she didn't have children from him. She should still be allowed to continue eating Truma, Shekvar Achla, because she already started eating Truma when she was married to him. So we can't use the Svar of she was already eating Truma previously. Rabbi Yechanan, he would respond to that by saying, Over there, when the Kain died, his Kenyan in her now has disappeared because now he died, so that's why she's not allowed to continue eating Truma. Hacha, over here, when he became a Psuadaka, his Kenyan hasn't disappeared, he's not allowed to continue living with her, but his Kedushin is still valid, so that's why she's allowed to continue eating Truma. And the Mishnah said, Ezu Ptua, what is a Ptuadaka? Tana Rabbanu, we have a brass continuing with this. Ezu Ptuadaka, what is a Ptuadaka? Kol Shinif Tubetzim Shaloi, anyone whose testicles became wounded, Vafilu Achzmahen, even if just one of them became wounded, Vafilu Nikvu, even if it got punctured, Vafilu Nimaiku, even if it became shriveled, Vafilu Chasru, even if some of it was missing. In all these cases, the person is now unable to have children, and therefore they are not allowed to marry into the Kahal. Amr Abishmal Banesh Rabbi Yechon Abreka, he tells us, Shemate Bichachem, Bekerem Biavne, I heard from the Chachem, Bekerem Biavne, Kol Sheeloi Elabetza Achas, if a person has only one testicle, and he Elos he's considered a Sres Chama, Bekasher, and he's allowed to marry into the Kahal. Now, what's a Sres Chama? So, Sres is someone who's unable to bear children. A Sres Chama is a Sres because of heat. That's one that became a Sres due to fever, illness, or some other natural cause. Such a person doesn't have any physical manifestation of their condition, their reproductive system is intact, and they're allowed to be married into the Kahal. A Sres Adam is someone that became such because of human intervention, such as being wounded, severed, cut, something like that, and this person's reproductive system is physically maimed, and they are not allowed to be married into the Kahal. The Gemara Sres Chama Sakudaitach, how could you say that someone who's born with one testicle is considered a Sres Chama that didn't happen because of fever or something like that? He was born like that. So we answer no. El Harei Huk is Chama, he's like a Sres Chama of a Kusher, and he's allowed to marry into the Kahal. The Gemara continues asking, a person who has a punctured testicle is not able to have children. There was a person that climbed a palm tree. And a thorn punctured his beitim. And a thread of pus like semen came from him. And he had children. So we see someone with punctured beitim is able to have children. The Gemara says that's not true because Shmuel sent this case to Rav for psak on it. And Rav said, Why don't you go out and see where his children came from? It's impossible they came from him. His wife must have been Mizanah. And Rav Yudam Rav Shmuel, he says, If a person became a Petsuadaka, so he's 
If there was some sort of thunder or hail, or he was born like that, this is all something beyond human control. If that's what caused him to be a psuadakos, so then he's allowed to marry into the kahal. And Amarav, he tells us, That's why the Pasuk says, It doesn't say, If it said, That would imply that he was always a patsua, meaning even if he was born like that, he would be asr lavi bakahal. Patsua is mashma that it happened now, and there was some sort of human intervention that made it happen. The Masisa Tana, Nemar says in the Pasuk, Nemar also says, So we compare a patsua daka to a mamzer. Just like a mamzer comes about only through human intervention, only two people can make a mamzer. So to a patsua daka is only when it came about through a person, then that person's asr lavi bakahal. And that was next in Gemara, we're going to discuss three parts of the male reproductive anatomy the aver itself, the beitzim, and the gidim, which are the cords of the beitzim, which refers to one of the multiple cords within the scrotum that are connected to the beitzim. Amarava, he tells us, Patsua bakulon, duck bakulon, kars bakulon. If any one of these were wounded, crushed, or severed, he's considered a patsua daka. Patsua bakulon, what does that mean? Bain gid, whether the aver itself was wounded, bain shiniftu beitzim, whether the beitzim were wounded, bain shiniftu chute beitzim, whether the cords of the beitzim were wounded, that all makes him a patsua daka. Duck bakulon, what does that mean? Bain shinidachagid, bain shinidku whether the aver, the beitzim, or the cords of the beitzim were crushed, that makes him into a ptsuadaka. Kars bakulon, if one of them is severed, whether the gid, the beitzim, or the chute beitzim were severed, that would make him into a krushafcha. Now, who says the psuadaka means he has a wound in that place, in the general area? Maybe I'll say if his head is wounded or crushed, he's not allowed to get married. Who says he's talking about his genital area? Amalai says, from the fact that Pasuk doesn't say that his future generations are allowed to marry into the kahal, we clearly see from here that we're talking about a wound in Oisemakim, which means that he's not able to have children. We continue asking, maybe the only reason why the Pasuk doesn't mention that his future generations aren't allowed to marry into the kahal is because the he, this fellow with a crushed head, is not allowed to come to the kahal. But his son or grandson is allowed to marry to the kahal. The Gemara says, no, it has to be compared to Khrushchevcha. Just like when the Pasuk says Khrushchevcha, we're talking about a wound in Oisemakim. So too, Psuadaka is a wound in Oisemakim. The Gemara asks, okay, so for Khrushchevcha, Gufemi, Maida Oisemakim, who? When we're talking about Khrushchevcha, who says it means that his member is severed? Maybe it's talking about some other body part is severed. Maybe it's talking about that his lip is severed, and if his lip is severed, he's not allowed to marry into the kahal. The Gemara says, no, shafchuksev. The Pasuk uses the word shafcha, which means to pour. We're talking about in a place where something pours out of, that's where he becomes a cross shafcha. So we ask, maybe it's talking about his nose. Maybe if his nose is cut, so now things pour out of his nose, that's going to ask for him to be loved by kahal. The Gemara says, no, miksev bishfaich. Does it use the word shfaich that would imply nose? Cross shafchuksev. It says the word cross shafcha, and that implies misha'ide krisa shafech. Only because it was was cut, now it pours out. But if it wasn't cut, it's not going to pour out. It's going to shoot out in a stream. That excludes if his nose is cut. That whether his nose is cut or not cut, things pour out of his nose. They don't flow strongly out of his nose. So it must be that we're talking about that his aver tashmish was cut. Only in that situation, semen is going to pour out, where if it wasn't cut, it would flow out very strongly. And Nemrat says, Just like the only way a mamzer could come 
about is through Isa Makaim, when two people have relations. Afkan, so too, when we're talking about a Kushavcha, but Isa we're talking about the reproductive organ. I think Marketing is asking about the following scenario. Let's say this person had a puncture wound in his aver, and it started below the atara, below the tip. Does that make him into Kushavcha? And say that he's not a Kushavcha, that's because both ends of the hole, both ends of this puncture wound, weren't in the atara. Only one of them was. told him, said, if there's any bit of a puncture wound in that tar that's going to be of him, that makes him into Kroos Shafcha, and he's going to be possible of it by Kahal. Now, the Mishnah describing what a Kroos Shafcha is said that if even a hair's breadth is left of that tar, then the person's not a Kroos Shafcha. Now, let's just try to understand the anatomy a little bit better over here. We have the Gid, or the Aver itself, which in English we would call the shaft, and then we also have the Atara, which is the tip of the Aver. Now, the Atara doesn't surround the entire Aver evenly, though. The upper part of it is wider and fleshier, whereas the underside narrows and tapers off and isn't as thick. So Gemara tells us, Yasser Ravina v'kamim ba'ya lei Ravina was sitting and he asked the following question, Malei achot sh'amru. That which they had said that if there's malachot asayra left of that Torah, he's not a kroos shafcha, alpnei kula, alpnei ruba. Does that mean that this hair's breath has to be across the entirety of it or across the majority of it? It only has to be a hair's breadth across the majority of it, but it has to be klape the rush, which means the upper part, the part which is facing his body. And we continue with this. Amrav Huni tells us, If the person's aver is severed like a kolmus, so then he's still kashrulav bakal, but if it's severed like a marzev, then he's pasulav bakal. What's the difference between a kolmus and a marzev? So, literal way to translate kolmus is like a quail, and a marzev means like a gutter. Now, if you've ever seen the tip of a quail or a fountain pen, then you'll notice that the top part of the tip, the upper part, goes all the way till the end, and it's the underside which is cut and curved downwards. Now, Meyerzev, a gutter, is the exact opposite. Imagine you take a pipe and you cut the top part of the pipe off, so that's somewhat like a gutter, and that's what happened to his aver. So, if Huna's telling us that if the tip of his aver was cut like a kolmus, so then he's still kasher of bakahal, whereas if it's cut like a Meyerzev, he's possible of bakahal. And why is that? Because high shalad ba'avira of a high shalad ba'avira. When his aver is cut like a Meyerzev, so air is able to get inside of it, cools him off, and he's unable to produce semen properly. Properly enough to be able to have a child, but when his aver is cut in a way like a kulmus, so then air is not able to get inside and he's still able to produce semen properly. Now, for Chizdamer, he says the opposite. If his aver is cut like a marzev, he's kosher, but if it's cut like a kulmus, he's puzzle. Why is that? Because high guard of high loigarid. If it's like a marzev, it's going to draw out the semen properly, whereas if it's like a kulmus, it's not going to. According to Chizda, the benefit that marzev has over kulmus is because when his aver is cut like a marzev, it still retains its entire thickness throughout the entirety of the aver. Therefore, when he's having Tashmish, the entirety of his aver is going to be touching the walls of her vaginal canal, properly warming him and stimulating the injection of semen in a way that he can have a child. But when it's like a kolmus, even though we said only the underside of it is cut, the tip of the kolmus does narrow to a point. And that narrowed point of his aver Tashmish is not going to enable him to have the semen come out properly, and he's not going to be able to have a child. And that's why, according to Chizda, if it's shaped like a kolmus, he's not Motor Lava Bakahal. Now, Amar Rava, he tells us, Kavasid Ravhuna Mistabra, it's more logical to say like Ravhuna, that Haile Shalad Bavira, Vahai Shalad Bavira, when it's cut like Myers so then the air gets into it and the semen is not properly warmed up so it can't produce a child whereas when it's cut like a kolmus the air doesn't get into it and he's able to produce semen properly and Imishim Gredusa if you want to say that we have this issue of Gredusa that when it's shaped like a kolmus it's not going to draw out semen properly that's not so because we can compare it to the spout of a barrel the same way that when you start inserting a spout into a barrel the tip of the spout is narrow but the end of the spout where it's wider will touch the edge of the barrel and it will connect to the barrel properly so too even when we have the tip of 
an aver being narrowed to a point, even though that part of the aver is not going to touch the inside of her, since the base of his aver will be touching her properly, it will ensure the proper ejaculation of semen that they will be able to have a child. Now, Amr Ravina le Meremar, Ravina told Meremar, Hachi Ar Marzuchim Shmeid Rapapa, this Marzuchim said in the name of Papa, Hilcha said the halacha is, Benka Kolmas, Ben Kamarzev Kshera, whether it's shaped like a Kolmas or like a Marzev, he's kosher love of a Kahal. But he did ask the following question, Does this mean that the cut started below that Torah, meaning in the tip itself, or did it start above that Torah, meaning on the actual shaft, not on the tip? So the more answer is, For sure we're talking about that it was meaning closer to the body, not on that Torah itself. If you want to say it was Even if the Gid was cut completely over there, meaning the Gid was cut by that Torah, but some of that Torah was still there, he would be kosher love b'kahal. Now for Ravina, Ravina only asked this question in order to try to trip up Meremar. He wanted to try to see if Meremar would understand that the question he's asking is not really a relevant question in the first place. And who of the Dahav Masim Machasi, there was a story in Masim Machasi where the person's gid was caught like a Marzev, and Shafi Marbar of Ashi Kokomas, Marbar of Ashi trimmed it down to be shaped like a Kokomas, and then he said, Okay, now you're Kosher Lava Bakahal. Who of the Pompadisa, there was a story in Pompadisa, Istatim goes to the Sheikh Vazera, the tube that brings Sheikh Vazera out of the body was clogged up, the Apik Makim Katanim, and the Sheikh Vazera came out of the place where urine comes out of. Now, back in the times of the Gemara, they understood that there was two different holes, one hole for urine, one hole for Sheikh Vazera. So they understood that even though the Sheikh Vazera hole was plugged up, it could still come out of the hole of urine. So Savar Rabbi Barabai Lakshuri, Rabbi Barabai, he wanted to be Mashu this person love of Bakal because he understood that he still could have children. Now Amr Puppy, or Puppy commented on that, Mishum da Asi Ayn Vavamanalf on top of since he comes from a family which is cut off, Amrisu Mili Mulisa, he says words that are cut off. He says words that don't make sense. Now Puppy was commenting about what Rabbi Barabai said. Rabbi came from Abai's family, Abai came from Eliakain, and Eliakain's family was cursed that all the males die young. So that's where Puppy had said that he comes from a family which is cut off. That's why he says things that are cut off. He says things that don't make sense. And why is it that what Rabbi Rabbi said doesn't make sense? Because if the semen is going to come through the proper tube, so then it's going to be mevashal properly, it's going to be heated properly, and, and then he's going to be able to bear children with that. But if it's coming out of his body not through the proper hole, even though it's coming out, it's not going to be mevashal properly, it's not going to be heated properly, and therefore he's not going to be able to have children, and that would make him usher love it like a hell. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continuing to talk about this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.